Hey everybody, welcome back to Girls Next Level. We are finally back with our sequel to episode three. Yes. <laughs> what, what is this, episode 12 now? Yeah, it's episode 12 of the podcast, the second half of episode three of Girls Next Door, the happy birthday Kendra episode. Sorry we left you hanging last week, but we had to wedge our Halloween episode in there so you guys could listen to it actually during Halloween season. Yeah, there were a few people that were mad about like postponing the episode part two, (laughs) and I was like, wait. I thought that was funny. You pointed it out to me, and I thought it was funny because I'm like, bro, this show is from 15 years ago. Like, (laughs) You don't need to be on pins and needles don't get me wrong I'm glad you are I'm glad that you were looking forward to the rest of this episode so grateful for that but you know I think it was the best way to do it I think I think there would have been people who were like I don't know if I want to listen to a Halloween episode after Halloween because when you drop it day of like not everybody listens that day so you know you would have had a whole week of November sitting with Halloween I get it I get it and but um yeah, there were just a few people that were left in I feel like they were left in suspense. Well, you know? it is Halloween season, so that's <laughs> well, what we're doing. I, see, I thought it was fun to break it up with something like really light and fun. Me like that. too. Because these first three episodes, like we've said a million times before, they're a little bit heavier for us to review. So mm-hmm. we're watching these, and these are the episodes where the producers thought they were coming in swinging, establishing our characters, which in Bridget's and my case weren't positive. Kendra got off quite a bit easier. I was going to say a little easier. I'm like, no, she totally got off easy. But, you know, we see your guys' comments and we appreciate it, how you guys feel like you never saw us in a negative light and our true colors do come out later in the show. Thank goodness. Yeah, and we love that and we see your comments and appreciate. But since we are in the moment with these first three episodes, we really have to dive deep and analyze and point out what wasn't real and all the things. So it was good to get like a lighthearted Halloween in there before we round out these three episodes. And hang in there with us because it does get lighter. We've got, you know, next week a fun Vegas episode, so you won't have to hear us really hammering home what was wrong with our character portrayals. (laughs) So how was your week? It was good. How was yours? Mine was good. It was, it felt really busy, but it was mostly like meetings and podcasts and that kind of stuff. Like we did another sales meeting for, well, I don't know if you call it sales meeting, but like another meeting for our merchandise, which is one step closer. Yes. We're so excited to get the merch out to you guys. And I'm just excited to like wear the merch because it's really cute. I am too, because like I I legitimately want it. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I did a few Halloween things, and then um, my Ghost Magnet podcast, of course, I recorded that this week, and um, Did you have a fun guest? Who was it? Yeah, so like the week before, I had Ghost Brothers, and this week it was, I have to remember because a lot of times we don't shoot or play them in order, but it was two authors, they did this, um, uh, they wrote a book called History of Invisible Women, and it's all, and they do the New York City ghost tours, like, it's called Burrows of the Dead. Oh yeah, that one's out, I listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just shot that one last oh. week, but then there's other ones that we shoot after, so it all kind of depends on timing, it's a blur. like when yeah. people need their um, books promoted and that kind of stuff. Like I try and get them out in time for them, or like if a TV show is airing or something. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like with Ghost Brothers and Ghost Adventures, it was Ghosttober, so we yeah. had to like give quick turnarounds on all of those. Yeah, totally. There was a dust storm in Vegas this last weekend. Ooh, a haboob. Wait, what? A haboob. What's a haboob? A dust storm, like a giant major one. That's a real word? A haboob. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, how do you, 
live in Vegas and not know haboob. Nobody in Vegas calls it a haboob. Let me look this up. Yeah, it's a haboob. And, and I don't think anybody in, in Vegas could say that with a straight face. Disaster type. A haboob is a type of intense dust storm carried on an atmospheric gravity current, also known as a weather front. Haboob occurs regularly in dry land area regions throughout the world. Yeah, Arizona gets a haboobs a lot. Oh so my does Vegas. God. I've been in a haboob once on the on the freeway. It was like on the 99 going back to LA from just Northern California and there was a haboob in the middle of the <laughs> That is so weird how that word just doesn't exist in Vegas culture. Maybe it needs to be introduced. You need to introduce yes. I, I don't know if anybody could say it with a straight face, though. That's why it's so fun. It's going to be the new thing. Okay, there's this famous billboard in Vegas that you see on the I-15 going north. It's for a strip club called Little Darlings, and they have the funniest billboards. It's like a digital billboard, and they always have funny things. So I swear if people started using haboob as a word there, they would work haboob into, like, the strip club advertisement oh they should i'm calling it right now <laughs> so there was a dust storm so there was this big like festival that got canceled and everybody was bummed and what got canceled it's called when we were young fest it's like an emo festival oh so a lot of people like had flown out just for that but it got canceled because of the wind because mm. of the haboob. The, haboob. the haboob but i took the kids to tournament of kings it was so fun what is Tur- that it's like a medieval time oh, if you fun. guys have heard of medieval that. times where you go and you watch like the jousts and they have like medieval dinner that you eat with your hands and yeah. forrest is a pirate so he insisted on me saving like all the chicken bones in a bag and putting Ooh. them in my purse yeah i like wrapped him in a napkin and put him in my purse because he's a pirate so he collects bones okay yeah, so that was, you know, a treasured part of his collection for the day. <laughs> but the Tournament of Kings, I all, have always said this, not that I'm looking because I have a boyfriend, but Tournament of Kings has the hottest guys in Vegas. Like, if you want to go look at hot guys, don't go to, like, Magic Mike or Chippendales. Like, go. I want to support. But also go to Tournament of Kings because the guys in there are the hot. The Knights. The Knights. And then they have just, like, these shirtless guys. Oh. And my daughter was all scandalized. She's like, Mom, why do they have to have no shirts on? I'm like... <laughs> I, I just can't explain it. I don't know. <laughs> it was that time. Yeah. The accuracy. It reminds me of the, when we went to the Renaissance Fair. You know what's cool about Disneyland in Shanghai is their fantasy land kind of looks like a Ren Fair. Because they have a lot of space out there, so it's a lot of, like, grassland. And you feel like you're walking through a Ren Fair, kind of. Oh, it's that's It's really cool. different. Yeah. I haven't been to that one. Let's see. I've been to, uh, obviously, Disneyland, Disney World, and Euro Disney, and Tokyo Disney. Which ones am I missing? Shanghai and Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. They call it the Six Castle Club. Oh, you are a member. I'm a member, yeah. You're card carrying. <laughs> <laughs> or jacket carrying. I know. I have a little, a little jacket with all the checked off places on it. You know what we talked about in our Halloween episode last week? Is we were trying to figure out what we wore for the 2003 oh, yes. Halloween party. And neither of us could remember it. And I'm like damn that must have been like a traumatic night or something because it's fully blocked from my otherwise remarkable memory (laughs) yeah and then I even went through my scrapbooks and it was like missing the Halloween party I'm like how is this possible this is a huge event yeah I couldn't find it in mine either and then when you couldn't find it in yours I'm like okay something's up yeah and then we were like racking our brains like did he not have a Halloween party that year and that just seems out of the question because tradition was such a big part of mansion life but then we figured it out yeah then I'm like was there something else and I'm like oh yeah so in 2003 that was Playboy's 50th anniversary And they had a whole other party that they recorded for like a TV special. 
And I don't know why that made the Halloween party impossible because I don't well, think it was, that like, was shot on Halloween weekend. N- no, but I think it was in October and it was a huge event. I think it was just too much, too much of an expense to, like... Yeah, like, Playboy didn't want to spend the money. They're like, okay, if you're going to do this TV show you can't do a Halloween party yeah. because the company paid for all those parties and stuff. And it was always kind of a struggle with Hef because he was like always trying to get the company to pay for like parties and stuff. And like, what would he pay for at the mansion versus what would the company pay for and things like that? Because it's like he had like a ownership share of the company, but it wasn't, it was also a public company. So there was like all this back and forth. I remember when we were talking about the mansion not being owned by him it was owned by the company there were like people online like rolling their eyes at me like yeah that's how rich people work but also when the company that owns that property is a publicly held company and you're trying to like write off oh well the parties I throw here are company expense it's just like all this politics and weirdness and and it also must be a weird feeling to buy a property at a certain amount of money and have your company buy it but then later in life you go public with the company, so the company isn't entirely your domain, but also that property value has skyrocketed times a hundred. Yeah. So you have all these years of like not paying the property tax and doing all the things, but I don't know. It was just a weird situation. And especially when you're emotionally attached to the property. I think that was the thing that made the situation a little odd. Yeah, and how could you not be? The property was pretty amazing. Yeah, and I feel like he identified with that property more than he even identified with, like, the company or his creation, kind of. Mm-hmm, I agree. It was, like, such a huge part of his identity. And they did sell it out from under him before he died. So that's got to be not a great feeling. So that's why that situation was, like, weird and unique. It's not that, I don't know that companies can own people's property. <laughs> Yeah, so 2003, we had this elaborate 50th anniversary party that was filmed, and so um, we had to forego the Halloween party, and we ended up going to Rich Carell's house, which we mentioned um, in the last episode. Yeah, and did you see the funny comment I sent to you from TikTok? I just sent it to you. Somebody left a comment on my video, and they're like, you guys keep talking about Rich Carell, but I keep confusing it with George Hodel, and George Hodel, if you don't know, was this notorious character in like the 1940s. LA and he owned this crazy property in LA and he's a suspect in the Black Dahlia murder but the most famous suspect by far and and it just made me laugh how somebody was confusing Rich Carell with George definitely not the same person at all in any way but we did go to Rich's house he is like the Halloween guru guy and then we went out to a club and I and so I wore um like a vampire costume nothing that I would have worn to a playboy halloween party but your hair was cool but yeah i had laurent Mm -hmm. do the horns with my hair and stuff so yeah i was snow white that was like my chance to be a brunette for a minute yep (laughs) it was cute well should we get into the episode yeah i think so so we get home or we're on our way home and again on the the bus it's the Kendra and Destiny show like the twerking and the yeah and they're up like flashing people out the window and twerking which is fine like I, I'm not a prude I do not have any problem with that but it was just one of those things where I felt like I, if I would have got up to do that or decided I want to have fun with the girls too I would have been yelled at so I'm kind of sitting there twirling my hair like okay I guess I have to sit here like a bump on the log while they're having fun and it was just awkward well see the thing is is that I do like to be that fun party girl like I can't twerk I wish I could but I wish I could like 
be part of that. But I knew I wasn't invited in that, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if I would have went over and then did it too, they would have been like, oh, ha okay. Well, I don't, none of the other playmates, I think, felt included. No, nobody did. So we get home, and there is dog shit in the hall. The second gross Ew. moment of the show that I think, I'm thinking of. Yeah, and I know that was such a thing in early 2000s reality TV. Like, the perfect example is the Osbournes, where it was like, oh, look at these eccentric rich people who can't even train their dogs. Their dogs are going to shit everywhere. But why do they have to show it on TV? It turns my stomach. It is so disgusting. And there's up-close scenes. Like, Kendra's picking it up, and they, like, zoom in on what's in her hand. And do we think Kendra would have picked that dog shit up if the cameras hadn't been on her? No. (laughs) Have you guys seen her room (laughs) for the second time in this episode? Have you seen her room? (laughs) Definitely not. And and Destiny's in there, like, retching. She's like, Yeah, so gross. So then there's a scene where Kendra and Destiny want to watch a movie, which is really all of you guys watching a movie, but they go out of their way to cut you out. Yeah, so I was staying up to watch the movie too, and Anastasia was coming down to watch the movie, but they... I'm like kind of lurking in these scenes right here when they're doing the um, balls on on Kendra's door and when she's getting ready to watch a movie, but they act like I am not part of that at all. Like it's just Destiny and Kendra that are going to stay up and do that. Yeah, because it's Kendra versus us. Can't show us being friends. (laughs) And then there's the scene where Hef calls Kendra and Destiny dumb and dumber, and I don't know how I feel about that. Well, on one hand, I feel like it's just a joke. Like, I I always try to put things on the other shoe. Like, Mm -hmm. if it were me and, like, two people, like, say even my brother and sister were asking me, can we watch that one movie? What's it called? Oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. And I said, oh, Dumb and Dumber. Like, it would just be joking and kidding. So I get that on one hand. I don't want to take things too literally or too seriously or whatever. But then at the same time, they are try- the show is trying to play Destiny and Kendra both as Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, and I feel like it just leaves a bad... Not that that's like the worst thing he's ever said, and I'm not really trying to like villainize or rake him over the coals for saying Dumb and Dumber, because it could just be a funny joke. But it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, because I feel like he encourages and profits off of women acting stupid and infantilizing women, but he's also going to like make a joke at their expense. And even when I watch that joke, it's not like the worst joke at their expense. But there's just like other moments too I've witnessed. Like I remember there was this one day where it was like card night or something. And Hef and Kevin, the producer, were in the living room. And I was down there grabbing something. And I overheard them talking about this framed sketch Hef has in his house that's a Matisse drawing. And I guess in the early 80s, like John Lennon came to the mansion and put a cigarette out on the Matisse painting and you can kind of see the burn from it. So he was talking about that story with Kevin and one of them, I forget who said what, but one of them said, oh, I was going to tell Kendra that story, but then you'd have to tell her who Matisse is, snicker, snicker, snicker. And the other one goes, no, first you'd have to tell her who John Lennon is. And then they're both like bowling over laughing and it's like, okay, you're making fun of somebody, but you also like encourage that. Like I think Hef thinks a woman acting stupid and acting helpless is cute and that's how a woman should be. Like I think he prefers that, encourages it, profits off of it, exploits it, but he's also going to make fun of somebody for that and I don't think that's cool. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. He thinks it's cute. Yeah, it's gross. And I feel like that was one of the things 
There were many things, but there were many things I was disgusted at myself for putting up with while I was there. And that was one of them. I'm like, why the fuck am I living in this world where everybody acts stupid all the time? Like it made me feel like I was a third grader who kept getting held back in kindergarten for no reason. And I'm sitting there counting the beans and doing the stupid shit kindergartners do. And I'm like, why the fuck am I still here? Well, I do remember even way back when like the mean girls were there and stuff that we would we would talk about how I feel like we're being dumbed down here. Like we need to take classes and yes, no, like I keep felt stimulated. Like, yeah, I felt like I my memory started to get shitty. Like I was forgetting things and I started to get like a stammer sometimes when I would speak. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being so dumbed down by being here and being in this routine. And all these girls are acting stupid because they know it's the way they're going to get approval. And it's just driving me up a wall. It makes me want to pull my hair out just thinking about it, even though I'm not in that situation anymore. Well, and just to clarify too, not like every girl was doing was acting dumb or I'm not trying to say that we were so much smarter than everybody else yeah, or anything no, like that. That's not what we're trying to say, but there was just a lot of, it was encouraged by half and it was just, uh. Okay. Then the next scene that comes up is my third grossest scene. What is it? The mansion staff is re-blowing up those balls from the jazz festival and they're putting their lips on the valves that somebody else had their lips on blowing it up earlier. But not only that, not only that, but how many thousands of hands were punching those balloons and they just like pull them out of the truck and just start blowing them up. And I'm like, I just want to reach through the TV screen and like pull it out of their mouth and be like, there's got to be an air compressor around here somewhere. Don't do that. Oh my God. It grosses me out so bad. Cooties. Ew. And then there's this scene where Kendra's standing in the great hall. And I think it's so cute because she's like, where's Bridge? Where's Anne? And I've never heard anybody call Anastasia Anne before. I thought that was so cute. It was cute. And then they show Kendra's doorway and the staff has taped beach balls to the door. And this is a random thing, but I noticed in that shot, you can see this table in the hallway and you can see there's like this glass bowl with a plant in it and then like another little object. And that was just a blast from the past for me because there's these little objects you used to see every day of your life and then you see them again after not thinking it's like whoa it really brings you back to that moment like did you see once upon a time in hollywood yeah do you know that scene where like they're driving up the gates of the playboy mansion and you see it from the driver's perspective when i went and saw that movie that was such a visceral like blast from the past moment for me because it was one of those ordinary things that i saw every day of my life like every day i would come back from running errands you see the gate open and you see that marble freeze behind the gate and i just never thought about it again in my life but you see it again and you're like whoa i'm really back in that moment right and that's how i felt when i saw those little things in the hallway yeah, okay, I'm trying to think what's on the table. The glass bowl was like a, a terrarium, or however you say that word. Yeah. With like a plant of some sort in there. And then there were like those two chairs on like the other side of the table. medieval looking chairs. Yeah, very medieval that no one I know ever sat in, but they were there. Yeah, and then the, do you remember, this is further down the hall, but there was like this cabinet with all these statues of people having sex. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you think happened to all that stuff? Like, do you think it was auctioned off? Yeah, I think all, well, I mean, I don't know about like a terrarium plant, but like the chairs and those little uh, sexual figurines and all that stuff. There was also a, um, wasn't there a framed photo of the uh, 
Big Bunny there too. Yeah. Which the was plane. Hef's plane. Um, yeah, all that stuff is so crazy. Yeah, you like see it every single day. And then you and forget then, about it and then you see a shot of it 15 years later and you're like, whoa. Yeah, unfortunately, I think most of the stuff was auctioned off. We should look through that auction book that they made for that auction sometime and just see what all the stuff. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you when I saw that stuff? If you could keep anything from the mansion, like any object, and I think I know what you're going to say, but what would you keep? Like if you could pick anything, you could like go back and grab I would keep the Monopoly. I knew you were going to say <laughs> The custom Monopoly. But I want all the custom pieces that you made for him yeah, and everything. Like I the want figures. the whole I want the whole set. <laughs> if you, anybody has it and wants to gift that to me. <laughs> you know what? We looked that up after we talked about the Monopoly board the first time. Yeah. And it showed photos. It was auctioned off. Yeah. But it also showed photos of things I didn't know he had. Like he had all these other Monopoly figures from the 70s. And I don't know where he stored those because we didn't play with them. No. I feel like he didn't even remember that he had all of those. Yeah. They must have been in storage somewhere because we played with obviously the bunny ones that I had made, but we played with the one. But I think the one he played with that was him wasn't even the same one I saw in the auction photo. Oh, in the auction photo when he was wearing a blue bathrobe and wasn't he wearing like his regular like purple and red pajamas in the one that we I thought so. played with? I thought so, yeah. And I think he had the one of his ex-girlfriend Karen. Like I feel like I remember seeing that one. But I don't remember seeing like the ones of like John Dante and James Kahn and Bobby No, Ernstein. I hadn't seen those before. Yeah, but they were in the auction they, book, yeah. so they still existed. Yeah. It was interesting. It was interesting. I, I was curious. I guess they don't tell you probably who won things, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. Dang. <laughs> what would you want? I was thinking about that, and I honestly can't think of one object because I feel like if I had anything in my house from the mansion, I'd just be like, ugh, bad vibes. Oh, see, I would be like, let's come over and do a Playboy Monopoly party. (laughs) Who wants to join me? I mean, obviously I miss the animals, but that doesn't count. Right. Because I would also need a whole, like, zoo staff and area to, like, take care of the animals. A zoo license. I'd take the Mercedes. Oh, yeah. You know, the the guy who bought the house also bought his Mercedes? I think I saw a picture of him, like, posing with it. I wonder if it, like, came with the house or if he, like, asked to buy it separately. I feel like that has to be a separate purchase. Yeah, I don't know. Or I wonder if he, like, got any of the furniture with the house. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Like, that's those curious. monkeys at the end of the stairs? with those the... monkeys were, like, 600 years old. That's what I monkeys. heard they were worth a fortune. Yeah. And, like, there was another set and Barbara Streisand had the other set. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would assume that most of the furniture he probably didn't want to keep. Yeah, the gross stuff. <laughs> but like... The tiger couch that butlers were fucking... Ah! On. <laughs> well, I thought that couch was really cute. Maybe just have it deep clean. Yeah. No, I have no idea what Do happened to that. the black light test. <laughs> so then we cut to the next day, and it's Kendra's birthday party, and her family is coming up. And what this made me think of is I feel like... Here's me complaining about how it was not fair again and Kendra had all these advantages, but it's true. And I feel like once you watch these three episodes and you see it, you can't unsee it. I feel like Kendra had a huge mental health advantage by just being so near her hometown and her family and the fact that her family was up there so often. Because like if you decided the mansion freaked you out and you wanted to go back home, not that I'm saying Kendra's dying to move back in with her mom or anything, But she was only, like, two hours away from, like, 
her old friends and her family. Whereas if you and I back then before social media, before like Zoom auditions and stuff like that, if we moved back home to like Northern California and Oregon, it would be like starting from ground zero. Yeah. Like if, but if you went back to San Diego and still wanted to like do a two hour drive for an audition, like it can be feasible. Yeah. It'd have to be a good audition, but But I feel like that would give you a huge mental health advantage and you would feel so much less isolated. Well, and I'm so close to all of my family, all of them. I mean, grandmas and Mm -hmm. aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff. To have had them closer, like only two hours away, would have been amazing. Because wasn't there a time when you went home for your grandpa's funeral and Heflite gave you shit about it? Yeah, I was going to get into that later. Okay. But yeah, yeah. There is a time that that happened. It's interesting, too, how they go so hard in this episode to make it look like Kendra is so close with her family. And she says things like, I don't need a big birthday party. All I need is, like, my family and my friends. And I'm not saying she wasn't close to her family. But I feel like out of the three of us, you were by far the most family-oriented. And they just don't show it. It comes out later in the show because it just can't be denied. But in these first three episodes, they want to make it look like Kendra's the humble queen who's like so close to her family. And you and I came with the house. I mean, I agree. (laughs) I remember watching that and thinking, wait, I mean, that's amazing that Kendra's close to her family. It's amazing that they get to come and visit. But my sister's been here the whole time and they haven't even showed her. And I'm super close to my mom and they haven't shown that. And my brother and all of that stuff. And I just feel like it was... They were, they were purposely trying to not show that as part of my character at first. Exactly. Because it makes somebody more relatable to the audience if you craft that character as, look, she's so close to her family. She's just a normal girl like you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, how did you feel about Patty and Mary and all of Kendra's family when they came up? It's an interesting answer because the way I felt about Kendra's mom then and the way I feel about her now is quite different. (laughs) Back then, I loved her family. I thought her brother was super nice. Her grandma was hilarious. I loved her grandma so much. So does my mom. My mom loves her grandma. Like, we all love, love Mary so much. That was her grandma's name. Like, there's a scene later in this episode where Kendra puts a hat on her grandma and says, you look like a pimp. And Kendra's grandma's like, don't say that word. Yeah, she practically (laughs) spits out her water. She's so funny. And I really liked Kendra's mom a lot at the time. And as you'll see in later episodes, Kendra's mom does a lot of quote unquote joking about how she wishes she were the girlfriend instead of Kendra. Oh my gosh. And she wants to live in the house. And I don't think she was 100% joking. (gasps) Okay, just so you guys know, Holly's watched a lot of these episodes in the future I have not I'm like wherever we're at right now yeah and um I did not remember that but even at the time like that didn't bug me like obviously I don't feel threatened by like somebody's mom or like take it too seriously like I just thought it was kind of cute and funny at the time yeah how I feel about Kendra's mom now is quite different just because she attacks me on social media a lot. Like, even recently, like, when we announced this podcast, she left a comment under one of your pictures where it's like, hmm, I don't, I think Holly's lying about all her trauma or else why would she be talking about it? But I don't know if you've been living under a rock, Patty, but quite often people talk about their trauma. Not always because it sucks and you don't always want to make it public because you get dragged like the way you're dragging me. 
But people talk about their trauma on podcasts. It's, well, it's quite a, common. It's a form of therapy. Absolutely. So I, I don't have fond memories of Kendra's mom now. But at the time, I really liked her. Yeah. I, I liked all of Kendra's family, too. I especially liked her grandma. Um, I liked her mom even after the mansion. But seeing a lot of the comments and stuff like that, and especially putting it on my social media account, which I don't need. Which know? is quite cowardly because I, after you pointed out that she wrote that I was like okay well she's probably I probably blocked her at some point because she's been talking trash for a minute but then I looked up her account I have not blocked her so she was perfectly free to leave it under my account and I think it was more cowardly to go to your account like maybe she thought she wouldn't get Caught. as much blowback <laughs> oh or something. the blowback yeah. yeah but I think my theory on why Patty goes Patty's Kendra's mom's name why she goes so hard to like defend Hef and like bag on me and stuff is all of our parents had to have been being judged so harshly when the show was on the air. Because you know people are sitting at home thinking, what kind of mother allows their daughter to go pose nude and be with this 80-year-old man? But it doesn't really work like that. Like people don't really control their adult children. Like even Kendra was an adult when she chose to move into the mansion and her mom doesn't have jurisdiction over her. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like Patty's fault that Kendra's trying to move in there. Like I'm sure Patty tried her best to like keep Kendra on whatever path that she thought was appropriate. But I think she feels like she has to go so hard now to defend Hap and be like, no, he was such a gentleman. He's such a gentleman because she doesn't want to be judged. She wants to justify it and be like, no, he was the greatest because it makes her look less bad. Not that it, not that I think it makes her look bad that Kendra chose to be there because she really doesn't have any control. But I think she feels like she has to go so hard because it takes some of like the blowback off of her. Yeah, but I honestly think that Patty really felt that Hef, the mansion, Playboy, everything was 100% amazing and like the best opportunity for Kendra ever. Or a meal ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one and the same, isn't it? Yeah. So, on to a better topic, or I shouldn't say better, <laughs> on to a more fun topic. This was right when we were trying to make birthday parties more special because... Back in the day, we what we did for our birthdays was we got to pick a restaurant to go out to dinner, and everybody would go out to dinner. Everybody would get you like a little gift. Come back to the mansion. We'd uh, open presents, and Hef would have a giant sheet cake with like your photo on it, and that's how we would celebrate birthdays. Which was great, but it wasn't exciting. No, I don't want to say it wasn't exciting. Like we didn't enjoy it. Like it was very nice. Yeah. But when you're living in the world of the mansion and you're in that bubble and you don't have a lot of outside stimulus, you want to make that world you're stuck in as special as possible, especially when you're seeing all the parties half throws and all the inspo. So we wanted to take birthday parties to another level. That's mm -hmm. why I wanted to do like a roller skating disco party for your birthday. And you threw that amazing birthday party for me that year where it was like all snow and winter themed. Yeah. And we'll put pictures from that on the Patreon too, but it was like we went ice skating and had hot cocoa and had this giant like gingerbread house bounce house in the and I backyard. filled it with blue and white balloons so like you could barely get in there and you were jumping around with all these balloons 
And then we had like the melting pot. Yeah, we like did. later on the show, you'll see like our melting pot set up in a later episode, but it was originally for my birthday party that year. Yeah, so I collaborated with Brian Alea and we went to the melting pot and he like got their, he, they shared their recipes and, and stuff with them. And didn't they sell you guys a bunch of the pots? Yeah, we had the actual melting I pot pots if, I and stuff. I wonder if the mansion still had that whole setup. They must have. They had to have. I wonder if that got auctioned off. <laughs> Probably, but I did ask for that at one point. I asked Brian, cause I wanted to just borrow them for something yeah. and he couldn't find them, but you know oh, it was in storage somewhere yeah that should have been something you should have been able to take with you because like if they're not going to use it which is I say I don't want any objects from the mansion but there were I remember at one point there was some art I wished we could have kept because (gasps) it wasn't going to be used like there was this artist named Allison Lefcourt and she did this really iconic painting of Hef that was like an old picture of him that she painted and had like a gold background and then she did ones of the three of us which we gave to Hef as a gift but obviously like Hef's moved on he has different girlfriends he's not going to hang those in the house so I'm like well we should have those yeah but then they and I called and I asked like does Hef want to give those to us if he's not going to use them and they're like uh they I just got the brush off like oh they're in storage somewhere we don't want to look for them so I'm sure they just got thrown away which is a shame because we should have had those right and not that I necessarily want a giant picture of myself hanging in my house but maybe at some point I think when I bought my first house in Vegas I was egotistical enough to hang a big picture of my house self in my house am I, I crazy I don't one. think there's anything wrong with that especially <laughs> when it's like nicely done like a by a good artist and yeah, you like it like I feel like it doesn't matter if it's of me or somebody else like if I like it as art I like the colors I like the way it looks I feel like who cares you know what other painting I really wanted and the artist actually reached out to me and gave me a copy of it I have it somewhere but remember we did that event for my jewelry line at Kitson. I know exactly which one. Up, Art of Rad. He goes by Art of Rad. And he did this like cartoony portrait of the three of us. It was so cute. And it hung in the hallway at the mansion for a while. But you know, like when Crystal and the twins moved in, that got taken down. So I was like, I should have that. Like if they're not going to use it, I should have it. But they were like, no, we don't know where it is. Yeah, I would love to have that one too. Because that's my like my aesthetic. Like it's I love so that. It's so cute. It's very cute. There's a there's several things like that. Like a lot of people gave us art of us and stuff. And if it got if it got stuck in with Hef's stuff, we never got to see it again. And I'm sure it's all been thrown out. Yeah. So anyway, we went. Sorry, guys. We are getting so sidetracked <laughs> in this. What is I think is now going to be a two part episode. Probably. Um, so we were talking about birthdays and how Bridget and I decided we wanted to try and make birthdays a little bigger and better. And we really wanted to do the same for Kendra. And what you end up seeing on the show is not very elaborate at all. And I think the only reason we didn't go all out more is we really wanted to do something nice for Kendra, but she wouldn't settle on a theme. Like she kept like at the last one, she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And like two days before it happened, it was like, I want to do a backyard barbecue luau. Well, and I was listening to commentary on this episode, and it kind of sounds like Hef just forced her to pick that yeah. because she had to pick something. Like, we had to, like, get ready for something. The staff had to get ready for something. Yeah, and I don't remember what, like, the original ideas were, but I bet one of them was, like, mafia birthday. I bet that's what we wanted to do. I bet we wanted to do, and we would end up doing this later for, like, a theme movie night, but I bet we wanted to do, like, the Italian food and the red checkered tablecloths yeah. because you got her the whole mafia gift. Yeah. So I bet that's what it was, but she was like, no, we want back lo- backyard luau barbecue. So we did the best we could, and it was a cute party, but I think if we had had a theme settled on before, we would have gone more all out for sure. 
Right. And it shows us going to the party store at the last minute, which it was the last minute, but it wasn't as last minute as the show makes it look. Like the show makes it look like we did it the day of. Yeah. And it and wasn't. It wasn't the day of, but it was like, I like a lot of time to prep for a party because I like like you said before, ordering custom things and doing all the stuff, stuff you can't do with like a couple of days notice. But I felt like we pulled it off pretty good for the time amount that we had. It was cute. And it was the kind of thing that was kind of like the mansion was already in that mode because it was basically just like a luau overlay on a fun in the sun party. Yeah. And I love shopping for themed parties. So... Oh, you can tell because you're like, I'm definitely going to get her one of these. I'm definitely going to get her one of these. I'm definitely going to get her one of these. And then in the car on the way back, I'm like, look at these cute things we got. Look at this cute thing we got. Look at this cute thing. Oh, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do Like, I have all these ideas. And I'm like, I can't wait to do all this stuff. You know what my favorite thing we found was? What? The corgi (gasps) balloon. Okay. How weird is that, that there's even such a thing as a corgi balloon like that? Yeah. And you guys, this is another thing where I'm geeking out over like a little object. But again, I'm reminding you back in the 2000s, there weren't as many accessibly available, like customized things. Like now you can probably go on Etsy and be like, oh, I have a French bulldog. Where's the French bulldog balloons or something, you know? Yeah. But back then we walked into this party store and they had the cutest setup. It was like a table with like a fake fence around it. And they had straw on the table and whoppers that looked like poop. And they had all these different animal balloons in there. So it looked like they were like in a pen and they were like weighed down. And I saw the corgi that looks just like Kendra's dog, Rascal. So I was so excited about it. But also like I love, and even Kendra, when she saw it, she was like, a corgi balloon. It was just so like unexpected. And I love how they treated the balloon in the episode. It's one of my favorite things because they give it like a whistling noise. (laughs) And like they have it like bobbing around. And it almost has its own little personality. That's what I was just going to say. They give it a personality. It's so cute. (laughs) Also, one thing I notice is when we're driving in my car, they have this dumb little moment of you going, oh, what do these controls do? And I just got this car at the time. It was brand new. And I go, oh, I have no idea, which I think is pretty normal. Like if you're an SUV driver but live in the city and you're not going off-road, there's buttons you never use and don't know what the fuck they do. Like even today, like my Range Rover has all these buttons that like will change the height and like off-roading and mountain and desert and da da da. But I never use them, so I don't know what the hell they are. And sometimes I'll accidentally like bump one and then I'm like, oh fuck, get out the owner's <laughs> manual. What the what the hell? And I think that's pretty normal. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they included that to try to make me look dumb. Well, when I saw that scene, I thought, why did they even leave that in? Like, it's just me asking you a question and you don't have the answer. Like, why did they leave it in? So possibly, that's possibly the reason. I think they want me to look like a bimbo or like a spoiled brat that doesn't deserve to have that car because I don't even know what it does. Just a weird note, and maybe nobody cares about this, but um, our mic packs in the back are so huge. Oh my God. And now they're so tiny, but we have these giant mic packs. Like, try and hide that in these small bikinis. It's like a walkie talkie <laughs> hanging on the back of our bikinis. And it wasn't just technology. There were smaller ones back then, but it was the budget. They didn't, it, they oh. were being cheap. Because I remember once we got like a reorder, our mic packs got smaller and they were like, oh, we can finally afford these. Another thing I think about when we're doing that whole party shopping scene, because my hair is so frazzled is it reminds me of the message boards. Because, okay, back in the days before social media, there wasn't really the awareness or the phenomenon that every single human in the public eye is going to get ripped apart on the internet. 
But if you wanted to rip somebody apart, where you went were the message boards on the e.com, e was our home network website. And I remember finding those at one point, and I think it was when episode three was airing because I saw these message boards and then I learned pretty quick never to look at them again. Like I exited stage left. But like some of the criticisms I remember seeing pertain specifically to episode three. So I must have found them when episode three was airing. Because I remember people were like, and this was not the worst of it. These are just petty dumb things because people would say really, really hurtful stuff too. But I remember people being like, ew, does anybody notice how dry and damaged Holly's hair is? Like, yeah, no shit. I fucking bleached it out. And these were the days before like, keratin treatments and Brazilian blowouts so my hair looked like you know a sponge a scrubber <laughs> steel wool spray painted yellow I don't know what it looked like but they would and they'd also be like does anybody notice how Holly is always on the vodka she's gonna have the biggest drinking problem when she's older oh my god which is ironic because I don't even drink now but yeah but the message boards were horrible they were traumatizing to look at and especially because I felt like this was only happening to us because it would be a couple of years before celebrities would start acknowledging and talking about how they all got ripped apart online but I thought it was just us and on top of that making it even worse is I felt like you and I got ripped apart so much more than Kendra because of the way we were portrayed on the show Mm. like Kendra would get ripped apart sometimes like people would point out like the appropriation of black culture and things like that but I felt like we got tore apart worse which is understandable because they portrayed us to look like assholes and not Kendra Well, I remember um, being horrified by the message boards. I don't know if you told me or if I just knew they existed and went and looked or what, but I remember just being like, like devastated and and just it felt awful to see all these horrible messages about people. And I remember even people that would try to defend us were being attacked. Oh, and threatened. Threatened. And like people like coming to their homes and threatening them. Like it It got got evil. And I remember crying about it, asking them to please take it down or at least put a moderator on them or something Mm -hmm. because they were so bad. And they just like laughed and scoffed and thought it was funny. Everyone. And that was another layer of betrayal too, is not only are you discovering that people talk shit like this, but this was happening on our home network's website. The people who are supposed to have our backs and they do not and they don't care. All they care about is how many hits they're getting. So they're going to let people say the nastiest, most disgusting thing. And yeah, I know there's freedom of speech. People are going to find a corner of the internet to talk shit and that's fine. But you don't want it happening on your home turf. Right. Like, I know people are going to talk shit, but don't tag me on Instagram. Like, I don't need to see it. Like, if you want to talk shit about me in the E! News Instagram comment section, go for it. But when you tag me, you're an asshole and I'm going to block you. You know what I mean? So there was that extra layer of betrayal because it was coming from our home network. And I remember when we shot our first pictorial, Arnie, the photographer, turned around to me one day and was like, hey, do you guys know how popular you are? I went on the E! website and there's all this message boards and you guys had thousands of comments and no other shows had any comments. You guys are so popular. And I remember being so humiliated because I'm like, oh my God, somebody I know has seen the message boards. Like he wasn't taught. I don't know if he even read them because he wasn't talking about it. Like it was a bad thing. He was all cheerful. Like, oh my God, you guys are getting so many hits. And I was so humiliated. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons I feel like the message boards were so awful 
is a lot of those messages started from the mean girls. Yeah, it was like a revenge thing because I remember when I found the message boards, I saw comments that I could tell were from some of the mean girls who got kicked out or I could tell were from like high school bullies. Like there was this girl in my neighborhood, her and her sister used to bully me on the bus to school in junior high. And I remember I joined cheerleading my freshman year. And my main reason for joining cheerleading besides what one of my friends was doing it was because practice was before school. So my mom was kind enough to like drive me to school early ass in the morning and I didn't have to ride the bus anymore. Oh, amazing. So anyway, there were these bullies and they chimed in and it was just like people, anybody with a grievance to air like came to these yeah. message boards. Well, one of my ex's family members who at this time was like in his um, mid 40s, pushing 50s, was like on the message boards talking crap to people and got into an altercation with my sister who was like 16 at the time. Like, like pathetic. Like being mean and hateful and like and like tearing down a 16 year old. Like, get a fucking lie. I know. It was just insane. Ugh. Disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. So that was on another level. And that was something else that we were dealing with, like, behind the scenes that, Mm -hmm. you know, no one would even think of today. Yeah. I mean, you would think of it, but in a different way now. Exactly. Like, that stuff still happens, but, like, in a totally different way. And you feel a little differently about it when you know what happens to everyone. Back then, I didn't know. And I thought, oh, my God, we must be the most disgusting people. People hate us. It was kind of devastating for a minute. Yeah. But I never went back to the message boards, so. (laughs) Also, um, I love that my mermaid costume. And a lot of people ask me about that still today. Like, where did I get that mermaid costume? And I just want, for the record, I made it. But why don't they show you making it? Okay, so here's the thing. That's what I was going to talk about. So I'm making it in my room, and the cameras are filming it. Yeah. And there's even a funny story with that, but they never show me making it, which I think is weird. Also, I think they desperately want for us to be these spoiled Beverly Hills bitches because that was another archetype that was super popular at the time, too. Everybody wanted the dumb blonde. They wanted the spoiled party girl. They wanted the Beverly Hills heiress type of a thing. Like, I remember Kevin, the producer, early on saying to me, I have it. I have the best idea of something for us to do. And he goes... Beverly Hills shopping spree and I laughed at him like we don't even have that kind of budget dude so unless you want to pay for it like that is not a day yeah if he wants to pay for it like I think they probably didn't want us seen making our outfits because I made my outfit too like I hand dyed it and like cut the skirt and everything like that I don't think they filmed it but I don't think a they wanted to show you being creative or contributing at all but also They want us to be these spoiled bitches that go designer shopping. Yeah. Well, a funny story related to that, and the reason why I remember that they filmed it is because, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there gluing and sewing on little pearls and seashells and things like that, and uh, the cameraman is filming all of that in my room, and it gets boring and tedious, and the cameras are huge and heavy Mm -hmm. and stuff, and at one point, the cameraman was like, oh, do you care if I put this down for a minute? And I was like, no, not at all. He puts the camera down, and he lays down on his back to just, like, stretch and, like, relax for a second. Shit you not, Hef walks in my door, and is like... He goes, what the fuck is going on in here? Stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, because just to make it clear to you guys listening, like, he thought that that guy was fraternizing with you. Like, relaxing. Absolutely. And he wasn't working. He wasn't doing his job. And, like, what the fuck? And I was like, and I was clearly 
working on my outfit. So there was clearly nothing happening or anything like that. And he was clearly like napping-ish, whatever you want to call it. You know, so there was like not even anything going on. But like Hef was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I think it was more like he was getting in trouble. Yeah. And I don't know if he got in trouble for that or what, but he like jumped up and grabbed the camera and started filming again. And Oh my God. I I felt bad for him. Yeah, I totally felt bad for him because I can see like, okay, how much gluing and sewing can you get? Mm -hmm. Like it's a little redundant and boring. So yeah, that happened. And then they also filmed me making and wrapping Kendra's present which I love that present so so much for those of you who don't get a good look out of it on the show it's um her present is wrapped in just like plain white paper with like a a pink ribbon but then I got these bullet hole stickers and they put them all over the present to look like it was all shot up and then I splattered it with blood and then um I tied a like little like gangster style pistol to the top of the present (laughs) <laughs> that was so cute. I loved it. Mafia gift wrapping 101. So cute. <laughs> so if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll see I'm wearing a hot pink tracksuit because I feel like I'm very hot pink in this episode. Like everything I wear from the jazz festival outfit to Kendra's birthday outfit. And that was because I had these hot pink streaks in my hair. And somebody asked me on our Instagram if Hef was mad because I had the hot pink streaks. And oh. he wasn't, but they were also temporary. And also... He had had girlfriends who had done, like, colored streaks for a party before. So I knew it was kind of a safe thing to do. Oh, I never even thought about it that he would care about that. Yeah. Although I also thought short hair was safe because he'd had a short-haired girlfriend before. But then that wasn't. So <laughs> well, You found out about that. Yeah. Who, know, who knows about my logic? <laughs> and I just love Duchess in the luau scene. Duchess is my chihuahua and Duchess um, was nine years old when I got her. She was a rescue and she was rescued from a puppy mill where she had just been bred and bred and bred and abused. So she would not let a human being get close to her. Like I remember the lady from the rescue brought Duchess, like I had a dog bed already for her in the vanity and kind of just dropped Duchess off and like Duchess wouldn't let me get near her. Like she would growl. Like I called her devil dog sometimes because she'd do this growling crazy thing. She did, yeah. Like sometimes when you see chihuahuas get crazy. But eventually I won her over and won her trust. And now that I'm thinking about it now, I feel like we were kind of kindred souls. Because I was somebody who was very, in a lot of ways, like uptight and wouldn't get close to people and felt like I'd been burned a million times. So I feel like like we're kind of like kindred spirits. Aww. But she's so cute to look. I just love seeing her in this scene, and she's so cute. (laughs) I'm surprised you had her out there with you out of all the dogs. Well, Duke was out there running around too. And I only know that because I, when I was putting the behind the scenes pictures on the Patreon, like he was running around with a little, like, with a little flower lay around his neck. So he was running around, but I think I had Duchess was present with me in the scene because I had to hold on to her. Like she was not a dog you could let run around because she might like attack people. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's funny because they cut Kendra's brother to look like he's leering at all the girls, but he totally wasn't. That's just all editing. Yeah, he wasn't being a creeper at all. I think he was just like shy and kind of just sitting there embarrassed. Like, I don't know what to do, but they cut it to make it look like he's like peeking at all the girls. I know. So he was kind of done dirty in that scene. (laughs) <laughs> and then there's Kendra's cake, which um, I was at first I was like, wait, why is it just like the HMH chocolate cake? She asked for that specifically, I'm pretty oh. sure. Because she goes, I just want the HMH chocolate cake. 
because I'm sure you and I were trying to push for like more of a like let us do something let us come up with this really cool cake for you but she really wanted the HMH chocolate cake so I drew her dog on it in frosting which is like the only thing I could think of to do yeah but that cake is so good that I feel cake like I can is taste delicious it right now I want I want some right now and wasn't there uh did we already talk about the secret ingredient in it I don't know, but in case we haven't talked about this already, there was a secret ingredient to the HMH chocolate cake. Yeah. And we need to find Lori, the pastry chef, and ask her so we can, like, make a cook with us little YouTube thingy so we can all make it. For because sure. I think the basis of it was just a regular-ass grocery store cake yeah. mix. But there was, like, a secret ingredient. Like, instead of doing oil, she did Crisco or something, which sounds fucking disgusting, but this was the best cake you would ever eat and I'm also curious what they did for frosting because that was part of it too right I think we might have talked about it when we were talking about all the desserts at the mansion yeah but if we <laughs> but, didn't I'll leave I'll leave this in yeah Lori uh if you hear us yeah <laughs> there's a scene too where they come back into Kendra's room and her dogs got into chocolate and this was a recurring thing that happened multiple times at the mansion oh, she no. would leave candy and well specifically chocolate out because I remember one time she came in my room panicking, saying her dogs just ate an entire chocolate candy bar that was infused with pot. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, and she was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I don't know what to do either. Like, I don't know what happens. Like, do they have to go to the vet? I think she ended up taking them to the vet and getting their stomach pumped or something. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. And they show you taking a nap in the middle of the party. Kendra's trying to get you to play volleyball. Yeah, and you know why? I mean, me taking a nap is not unusual. Like, I'm a big, tired girl. But also, for some reason, we had to get up so early to decorate for that party. And I don't know why, because I don't think it, the party started early. But I think we were told that, like, Kendra's family's going to arrive at such and such time. And we felt like it needed to be decorated before then. Because we were up with the sun. Right. You can tell. Like, <laughs> yeah. the marine layer hasn't even burned off yeah. yet outside and they show that cartoon volleyball like swooping by almost I hitting you in the face the cartoon <laughs> volleyball that was one of the things I loved about the show were the cartoony elements and even the music in this scene it's like this really corny aloha ukulele music yeah. and it's corny as hell but I love it because it's so cartoony and Kevin used to tell me that the show he thought of the show as a cartoon and I think that's one of the things like with all the sound effects and like the bobblehead opener and the bobblehead transitions and stuff that really made this show unique in the genre. And I wish they would have leaned into it even more. Yeah, I like it too. So we wrap up with Kendra just, you know, making it clear that, you know, all she needs is her family and friends and she's so grateful and stuff like that. But I feel like you would have reacted the same way to a birthday party. But they oh, don't absolutely. ever show you being like grateful. It's just yeah. they want to really hit this home run in about how like grateful and every woman and relatable Kendra is, which I'm not trying to take that away from her or say no, that she I, wasn't that way, but they don't do it for us at all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 100% sincere that Kendra was very grateful for her family coming. I think that she was um, very grateful for the party that we threw. I thought she, I think it truly could have been maybe one of her best birthday parties ever. Mm -hmm. um, I think she was grateful to have and everybody, the staff, every, everything. I think that's all legitimate. It's just, why are we never allowed to look grateful? Why are we never allowed to have that too I know it's like we're supposed to be the spoiled entitled bitches that came with the house and Kendra's the every girl that people are supposed to see the show through yeah 
I felt like Kendra was very sincere with um, her gratitude for the party and everything. But one thing that I was shocked about is there's a scene where she's back in her room and she kind of like kicks out all her gifts and she says, so much crap now. And I thought, wait, what? She's calling all her gifts crap now? Maybe she thought the cameras had turned off. (laughs) Um, I don't know, but maybe. Maybe. Okay, so what are your favorite things about this episode? And if you could wave a magic wand and change anything, what would you change? Okay, first I have to say, these are so hard for me. And I think it's because Because you're a Libra. Yes, that's what I was going to say. In case you guys don't know, we've decided that Libras can't make decisions because they're the scales and they're always balancing things. I cannot. I absolutely cannot make a decision. And it's one of the things Nick and I fight about the most. Like I will be in the grocery aisle looking at five different kinds of ranch and not being able to pick. And Nick's (laughs) like, it's Hidden Valley, duh, and grab it. And I'll be like, wait, but there's there's a Hidden Valley bacon. There's a Hidden Valley. (laughs) Have you tried all of these? I'm the opposite. I can like stake my claim into one thing and just be like, that's my thing for life. I know. You're so good at that. And then I feel like when I do change my mind about something, I'm like apologizing for it for the rest of my life. (laughs) But I cannot make a decision. But okay. Okay. My favorite thing I will say, um, I have to say is just that my creativity got to show a little bit. So my themed dress. Even though they tried to cock block. Yeah, my mermaid costume, the gift, even our party decorating and that kind of stuff. Like we got to show a little bit of creativity. Well, even things you do, like when Kendra's opening her presents, they don't focus in on it. But in the background, you can see you're the one like gathering them all up and like putting them away for her so it's easy to carry upstairs. Yeah. Like they try to characterize us in a certain way, but over time, I think true colors come out and you can start to see things about you in this episode I think yeah I was like over there writing down like who got her what so she can send thank you cards <laughs> like, yeah. like totally being organized and stuff and yeah my favorite thing is the cartoony elements yes like I love well I mean well we we should take out seeing our dogs I was gonna say well seeing Duchess but we could say that about every episode right so that's a default favorite besides that it's the cartoony elements like I love the cartoon volleyball I love the really hokey aloha music that they play like I wish they would have leaned into the cartoony stuff even more I love it yeah I love the balloon corgi and like his whistles and stuff Definitely. So cute. Least favorite thing, if I could change something, would probably just be the, what I call the triple standard. I I feel like I wish everybody was just inclusive and like stayed as a team. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And you know what? My favorite thing we didn't even talk about, or my least favorite thing we didn't even talk about, my least favorite thing that I would change is the very last scene because it grosses me out so bad. In that scene, Kendra comes in to say thank you to Hef for everything. and But instead of like her leaving and going back into her room, which is what happened and would have happened on any given night like that, they show her closing Hef's bedroom door from the inside and then you hear all of us giggling. And I feel like they're trying to make it look like we're all getting into bed together, which would not have happened. Oh. And that grosses me out so bad. And it especially grosses me out because I remember the three of us talking before we even started the show and saying that we didn't want to like portray a sex life on the show and that we weren't going to do any of that. Right. But despite our wishes, they cut it to make it look like we're all getting into bed together. See, I think I just know what really happened that night, so it didn't Mm -hmm. even occur to me. But I know that her coming in the bedroom and shutting the door was her entering the room. 
in the first place. But I only know that because I know that. But I see why you have to explain that here. Yeah, and they use it as the last shot. And I know, and you know too, from filming reality TV, is if they want to get a shot of you closing the door, they have to ask you to do it. Otherwise, we would usually leave a door open because a cameraman is following you. Yeah. So that means they asked Kendra to close the door for that reason. They want to make it look like we're all ending the night in the same room. He, he, he. Right. Gross. What are they doing in there? And they do add giggling, which I think softens it and makes the scene kind of go either way. Like, oh, well, maybe they're just all piling into bed to watch a movie. And I think leaving it that ambiguous is what kind of made this show slide with like a middle America audience. Mm -hmm. But I know they're going for salaciousness too and it grosses me the fuck out. And if I could change anything about this show, I would change that. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I would have it end since it's Kendra's birthday episode with her shutting the door to her own room. Right. (laughs) So we will see you guys next week. Next week we are going to be talking about episode four, What Happens in Vegas. So be sure to check it out, whether you have the DVDs or you're watching it on Amazon Prime, Tubi, anywhere Girls Next Door is streaming. And also check out our Patreon. Yeah, we have lots of fun things on there. It's Patreon slash Girls Next Level. And of course, give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps the podcast out. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys.